Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, International Chat with Liz, Life and God, A Spiritual Journey. My name is Liz, and I'll be your host. And you already know, before we get into, get into anything, I like to say a prayer. So, dear Lord, we give you all grace. We give you mercy. We glorify your name. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this moment, for this opportunity to be able to come before you, to speak about your goodness, to speak about your grace. You are all so exalted, O oh Lord, and give you all praise. We thank you, Heavenly Father, because if it weren't for you, we wouldn't even have this platform in this moment to be able to talk about your goodness. So we give you all praise and honor, and we thank you, Lord God, for where you have brought us, for where you are taking us, and for where we will end up. And we pray that that will be in one of your many mansions at the end of time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, guys. Lord Jesus. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, I'm excited because this is season two and it's called, it's messing me up. this is season two and it's called The Preparation. Season two is going to have about five episodes that will be life changing. So if you are ready for the change, like I always say, sit back, relax with your family, grab your cup of tea, along with your Bible and most especially an open heart. And let's begin. So I have a very special guest and I'm so excited. You're going to hear from her in just a few. I want to open up a little bit just to kind of share with you the purpose, the premise, um, the reason I am calling this the preparation. One of the biggest things about where I am today is where I was yesterday. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, you grow up, you know, you know of God, you know about God, you hear sermons, you hear Bible verses and things like that, but it never really resonates. It never really sits with you. But when somebody mentions something, you have some like something like a deja vu or memory of it. Right. And that's because more than likely later on in life, it's going to manifest. It's going to sow a seed. And because God wants to use you you'll end up getting really, really close to God. You'll end up wanting to know more. You'll end up saying to, my, t- saying to yourself, there's just something missing. And so that was where I was at. I was enjoying life. And, and nobody says don't enjoy life. That's, I think that's the misconception about being a Christian. People think you're so religious that you can't live life. You can't enjoy life. And that is not the case at all. It's just saying that you're enjoying life so much so that you don't even include God in it. You know, you don't even put God first. You you must get to your phone. You must get to that club. You must get to that concert. You must wear the latest clothes. You must you you must be in the latest shoes, you know? You 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 just have to go and meet your idol when our idol should be God. Our idol should be Jesus, right? But we don't really see that until situations happen until people put you in a in a particular position where you're kind of your back is against the wall and you're like dag all these things that I've been putting my hole into all of a sudden it just has no meaning i still feel incomplete i still feel like something is missing that something is the holy spirit that something is jesus christ if you're feeling empty even though you have everything then you are missing christ and so that is the purpose of me putting this whole entire podcast together. That was the purpose of me sort of bearing 
it all in a way, not everything, because I don't have to share my entire life with you, but just enough to let you understand why I put this podcast together and, um, and why I'm so happy to have people in my life that I ask God to put in my life, people who love him just the same, people who have decided to change their mindset and change their lives altogether. And I'm still a work in progress, just like I'm sure everybody else is. And that is the purpose of the preparation to also get you guys on that same journey, to get you guys on that path. And with that being said, I have a special guest with us today. She's a beautiful woman of God. Most especially, she is a boss babe. You understand me? She is resilient. She is tough. She is definitely a go-getter. You know, she's, she sets her mind to something. She makes it happen. Um, she is a true cancer like moi. And when we put our mindset, we have so many ideas that we don't even try to, we don't even focus on one. It's like, wait, I want to do this. And then I want to do that because we're so creative. And sometimes we have to realize, okay, you got to figure out which one you want to do first and then go to that, you know, and, and she's just that. She just, her, her ideas keep coming and she's just, beautiful to be around. You can tell from her spirit, her energy that, that God is just like the spirit just exudes out of her. I hope this introduction is enough for you to want to meet her in person. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I would like to introduce to you Miss Yitzende Oshu, who is also CEO of the Upper Room Events, right? Upper Room Planning yes. Events. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Liz, for that introduction. God bless you. I feel the same about you, sis. Amen. (laughs) No, listen, and it's interesting because we've known each other for years back. Oh, my gosh. Liz, you know, like, I literally, sorry to cut you off, but I I literally was looking at all of my old photos, Uh and I didn't realize how far back we've known one another. I I know. A photo of you. Like back in the nineties. What? I, I need have to, to see it. Yes. I, I will send it to you. <laughs> wow. Get out of here. <laughs> that is awesome. We go back. Yeah, this all goes into alignment, spiritual alignment. When God is doing something, when God, you know, says, I still have some people left on earth that love me, that that wanna, you know, that wanna see the the the, the best in people just like I do. I'm going to somehow bring them back together. And, and that's exactly what God did. And so I'm just so happy. And I, I do, I'm like grateful for you to be here <laughs> right now, gracing my platform because, ah, this is a big woman. Oh, everybody. Oh, please. She's a big woman. <laughs> I'm just telling you. So this is the time to get to know her. Well, so let's begin. So uh, before I get into it, I want to read um, from Isaiah 53. It's pretty short. And although I have the King James version, I love King James version. I like to also read the easy read version because um, for those who are not like Bible readers like that, they, I, I notice that people have a hard time understanding what King James is saying. And the easy read version, I feel, is a great translation of um, or interpretation of the easy read version. So if you have the um, King James, I totally understand. When I read from the Easy Read Version, you'll see what I mean. I think it just really speaks in the type, the type of language we speak, since English is still a new language. So Isaiah uh, was also a prophet of God uh, to everyone who was listening. And in this place, Isaiah is speaking of who is to come. So it's already been laid out. God has already shown his prophets. He has 
he's been talking about someone who is going to come and save the world, you know, and um, Isaiah was talking about it. So I start from verse one and he says, who really believed what we heard? Who saw it in the Lord's great power? He was always close to the Lord. He grew up like a young plant, like a root growing in dry ground. There was nothing special or impressive about the way he looked. Nothing we caused us to like him. People made fun of him and even his friends left him. He was a man who suffered a lot of pain and sickness. We treated him like someone of no importance, like someone people would not even look at but turn away from in disgust. Verse four goes on to say, the fact is it was our suffering he took on himself. He bore our pain, but we thought that God was punishing him, that God was beating him for something he did, but he was being punished for what we did. He was crushed because of our guilt. He took the punishment we deserved and this brought us peace. We were healed because of his pain, which in the King James versions that says by his stripes, we were healed. We had all wandered away like sheep. We had gone our own way, and yet the Lord put all our guilt on him. He was treated badly, but he never protested. He said nothing like a lamb being led away to be killed. He was like a sheep that makes no sound as its wool is being cut off. He never opened his mouth to defend himself. He was taken away by force and judged unfairly. The people of his time did not even notice that he was killed, but he was put to death for the sins of his people. Verse 9 says, he had done no wrong to anyone. He had never even told a lie, but he was buried among the wicked. His tomb was with the rich. But the Lord was pleased with this, this humble servant who suffered much pain. Even after giving himself as an offering for sin, he will see his descendants and enjoy a long life. He will succeed in doing what the Lord wanted. After his suffering, he will see the light and he will be satisfied with what he experienced. The Lord says, my servant who always does what is right, will make his people right with me. He will take away their sins, our sins. For this reason, I will treat him as one of my great people. I will give him the rewards of one who wins in the battle and he will share them with his powerful ones. I will do this because he gave his life for the people. He gave his life for us. He was considered a criminal, but the truth is he carried away the sins of many. Now he will stand before me and speak for those who have sinned. I mean, this chapter, it's only 12 verses, and it was so powerful. It was so deep. Like, so when I first read it, there were tears came to my eyes. Every time I read about mm -hmm. Jesus when he, had, when he suffered, yes. I, I, I'm the type of person because, again, I'm so imaginative. I just put myself in that scene, and I damn near, I cry, I get mad, I'm like, People are so evil and wicked, you know, and how could they do this? This man, all he did was come and help people and, and preach goodness. Jesus came to bring peace and love and they're hating him. I was so mad. So sis, before we get into that, can you please tell the listeners just, you know, a little bit about yourself? Oh, wow. So again, my name is um, Yutunde Oshofasan. I born born and raised in the Bronx, a Bronx girl to Ooh. Nigerian parents. I have about three siblings. Um, I am an event planner. I started an event planning company about six years ago, and I also have a healthcare firm. But most importantly, I love Jesus. I love God. Um, I love to pray. I love to bask in his presence. I love to intercede for his children, for his people, for my family, for the world. 
And um, that's in a nutshell. I'm a child of God, you know, at the same time, he's given me talents and resources to build myself for me to be able to share the gospel in a loving way. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Have you always been in a relationship with Christ or did you develop it over time? Was it an experience? Oh, wow. Was it- <laughs> so, so <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Did we all grow up? We, I grew up in a Christian home. You know, we went to church every Sunday, um, you know, but we really didn't take it myself. And I would say for myself, I really didn't take it as serious until I got a little older. I would say um, I was the one that really encouraged my family later on to come to church. But even in the midst of all of that, even in the midst of, you know, getting older and we falling away and not really going to church and encouraging family to come back to church. I was still doing my thing, right? I got to be frank and honest. I was still in the clubs. I was still partying, you know, I was still, you know, doing what they do in the world and all of that. But then I, I remember being, I remember going out to a club one night with some friends and it just clicked to me. I felt like I don't belong here. What am I doing? What am I doing mm. in this place? It just felt, you know, it's not like we, I, I didn't go the week before that week, but that particular mm-hmm, week, mm-hmm. I felt like this is not where I'm supposed to be. You know, God doesn't like this. And then I just found mm. myself, you know, um, repenting and seeking his face. And it's just been um, golden since then. You know, is it, are we going to live? Am I going to live like a perfect life? No, we're always going to have. You know, I'm always going to have situations where I have to come back and uh, um, review myself again and again before before the Lord. But yeah, no, I, I've n- mm-hmm. not always have always been, you know, had a, a deepened relationship with Christ like I do now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can totally identify with that. Like I said earlier, too, <laughs> it was more. It was, it's like something is I don't know. You know what? It's the spirit. Mm-hmm. It, that's just I remembering and reminding myself that it is the spirit. The Holy Spirit works in in so many ways. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like a tap on the shoulder. Hello. So you're going to get up mm-hmm. now? And you just kind of, you're looking around like, why am I here again? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? And then you start to recount like events that happened in your life. Once you start knowing God, yeah. right? Once you start learning about his love and you're like, wow, God really yeah. loves me because I probably it could have been dead now, or I probably wouldn't have had the family I have now, or, you know, so many things, you know, so God is good. Now, the first step to knowing God is to know Jesus. What does this mean for people who are listening and, and want to know okay, Jesus? So the first step to knowing God is to know Jesus. To know Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't know the father without knowing the son, right? They're, they're one. Mm. They're one. We can't separate the two. Um, if you go into, what is it? Um, John 14, 6, it says, I am the way. Mm-hmm. I am the mm-hmm. truth. I am the life. No one can come to the Father except through me, right? So if I, yes. if I don't know Jesus, then I don't know God. If I don't know God, then I don't know Jesus. It's impossible mm-hmm. to come to know God mm-hmm. outside of Christ. Right. So, you know, people will mention, you know, you know, God, God, this, God, that. But, you know, sometimes you kind of look at um, the situation or you look at the person's life and you're you're in your mind. You're thinking, what God are you speaking of? Are you speaking of God of the Bible? You know, are you which God are you speaking of? Because, you know, if we if we know who God is, then we know who Jesus is. 
you know, and that question cuts really deep um, to the heart of the gospel. You know, no one can know God yep. outside of, of Jesus Christ. We just can't. They're one. And I agree. And so when somebody who who has an inkling of some type of interest and says, but what does that mean to know God? So it takes me to, I know God, but why do I have to accept Jesus? Why? Why do I, why do I pray to God? Why is it that I have to accept Jesus? Wasn't Jesus a man? I heard he was a man. Why do I have to accept him? That's a, that's a good question. That's a good question because I, I feel like you, you know, you have to know who Jesus Christ is. Who is Jesus Christ? right? Who's, who's uh-huh. Jesus Christ? Who's Jesus? You know, many people will acknowledge him as, oh, he's a good man, a great teacher. He's a prophet of God. Uh-huh. You know, these, these things uh-huh. are true, right? You know, it's true that this is who Jesus was, but they don't fully, de- it doesn't fully define who he is, who he truly is. You know, the Bible tells uh-huh. us that, you know, God is in the flesh, God in human form. So if I'm going back and I, and I need to know who, who Jesus is, I'm going to read John 1, 1. And it says, in the beginning mm-hmm. was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, you know, and then I move mm-hmm. on to um, John 1, 14 and the word became flesh and d- dwelt mm-hmm. among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, if I can dig just a little more deeper into that, that God came to the earth to teach us, to heal us, to correct us, to forgive us, and to to die for us. So Jesus Christ is God, the creator. He is the sovereign Lord. You know, I always tell, you know, I always Uh speak to my siblings and and people that I meet, you know, don't let the world fool you in believing all gods are the same, as I had said before. You know, who who is, what God are you serving? The God of the you know, this confusionist God or, you know, this God of Islam or God, you know, the God of the Bible is the true God, right? There's only one God, the one who created this earth. You know, Jesus Christ is the one who died for us so that we can have eternal life in him. He is our savior, you know, so, yeah. You know, I I remember uh, hearing this from, so, you know, God has anointed prophets and prophetesses mm-hmm. in this world. And some of them, of course, because the Bible also says, beware of false mm-hmm. prophets and teachers and like that. But then there are some who truly, truly listen to the word of God and deliver God's messages, uh, messages accordingly. And I remember our prophetess, may God bless her. And um, God is definitely using her. You know, it was something she had mentioned as well. Like, you know, people would say, uh, why Jesus? She said a lot of Muslims would also say that there is no Jesus, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And um, she, where did Jesus come from? You know, and so she said, well, what God has shown me, my spiritual eyes have mm. seen, is Jesus always existed. He was one of the angels because God has many angels. And I think Revelations even says it because just like when it said in uh, Revelations, who can open the scroll? It was only Jesus. Right. But at the time, Jesus said, who is it that will go out to the earth and save Mm -hmm. the people? Because I already made a promise. Mm -hmm. I already made a promise in the Old Testament that I am not going to erase the world like I did in Mm -hmm. the time of Noah. Mm -hmm. Because he already knew 
you know, God, he knows it all. In the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. He already knows what's going to happen. Mm. He knows what he's going to do. So he, he, he's already known it. He's seen it. So he said, who's going to go? Mm. Nobody. Not Angel Gabriel, not Angel Michael, none of them. Nobody said, I'm going to go out there. But Jesus said, Father, mm. I will do it. Mm-hmm. So when they say, well, how, how does that make him the son? My husband made a very good example. He said, let's use an example of humans. There's, you have your children, but you also have your neighbor's mm-hmm. kid, right? Who comes around all the time and you tell the kid, hey, can you do this for me? Or do you mind? Your children are never there. They don't pay you no mind. They don't answer you. But this one child is always doing everything for you. So faithful to you. So, so caring, so loving that they, you, it's almost like, ah, did I give birth mm-hmm. to this child? What do you do by default? You naturally call them your right. son or your daughter. Because you basically give up your life for me. That is exactly how, how God mm-hmm. sees all of us. But that is how he saw us. Out of everyone, my son said, I will go mm-hmm. and die for the sin yes, for the sin yes, of yes, yes, yes. You understand? So that's why he sent mm-hmm. his angels to go and give Mary and Joseph the message that a Messiah is coming. Yeshua is coming, right? And and that Messiah was the one that was born into human form because he wanted Jesus to feel what humans feel. He wanted Jesus to 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 walk with his light, however, in the form right. of human flesh. That's why I always say that the body that we live right. in is borrowed. So when like especially during this time of this uh corona is it Corona? Yeah, Corona. I was going to say during this time of because um, I don't even talk about it, you know. So it's like I don't even want to talk about the name. But during this this pandemic, there's so many people saying, "God, why would you let all these Come innocent on. people die, and why would you let all these people go?" And I, I said, some might say I'm being insensitive, but I'm not because even the Bible says even the righteous Come will on. die along with the mm. sinners. That time. When God says, I'm going to take my righteous one now, that righteous one could be an Mm. 18-year-old. God says, this person has always loved me, has always been there for me. I don't want them to suffer during this time. So I'm going to take them right now. That's God. God God gives Mm. and God takes. I say, well, what you guys should be more concerned about is the souls of these so-called good people you say have Mm. left the earth so soon. Mm -hmm. We only borrow this body. So what you should be praying for is their soul. And that's what hurt me most, that families could not be with the ones who were sick to be able to pray with them and pray for them and help them repent when of they their were sins. Here. Because mm-hmm. that's exact, you know? So, and they can't tell you what it's like unless maybe God gives them the grace or, or devil, whichever one, to visit you in your, um, in your dream to say to you, listen, heaven and hell is real, Okay. And where you are right now, you, you have a chance. Give your life to Christ. But people don't know how to embrace a love they cannot see and a love they cannot feel. And that's why I say your journey with Christ is a spiritual one. So if you know how to meditate with rocks and stones, then you can meditate with the word. So now let's, let's, let's go to this. So. But God made me in his what, image. 
doesn't that I make don't, I, I don't want to cut you off you know, because I do I do want to go back to, to that question because you know it, it's so interesting that you said that because the Bible tells us you know all of us have mm-hmm. sinned we've all committed evil acts right we're not perfect mm-hmm. none of us are mm-hmm. perfect we've all mm-hmm. sinned we've all mm-hmm. fallen short you know but again when when it goes back to your question why do I have to set that that's why we need a savior yeah, you know, I know that. Yeah, why that's, that's why we need a savior. Mm-hmm. This is why we need Jesus because he's the one that, mm. you know, came to this earth and died in our place, right? You know, Jesus' death was yeah. an yeah. infinite payment for our sins. You know, every time I think about how God sent his only son to die for us, as you were saying before, and as you said earlier, you know, I go back to the passion of Christ if you've ever watched that movie. Right? And every time, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, every time I watch that movie, it's heavy on my heart and i'm like wow jesus man you went through it you were beaten you were you know spit on you were beaten to the point of unrecognition but man but you died you died to pay the penalty for our sins just for me you went through all of that for me Mm -hmm. you didn't have to you didn't have to and you know i get emotional when i get to this point because he didn't he didn't have to he didn't have to die for us you know, but his resurrection no, from the dead proved that his death was sufficient. You know, it was sufficient to pay yeah. for the penalty for our sins. And so when people say, you know, why do I need, yeah. man, he died for you. Anyone, every time someone asks me, like, why do you love God so much? Why do you like, because man, he died for me. <laughs> yes. Like, don't you get that? I agree with you, Chris. Oh my, that's oh, how emotional gosh. I get. You know, and it, it's it's yeah. um even going back to the basic this morning i had um a little um you know we we had of course everyone's having church in the house but i had a talk with my kids and i said you know mm-hmm. i want you guys you know although we do pray together on a, on a daily basis we have bible reading together and things like that but i said you know i want to i want you guys to start uh, um memorizing the word of god you know and, and we're going to start with john mm-hmm. 3 16 first you know so i printed it out for them yes says, for god so loved the world that he gave his only son oh my gosh that whoever believes in him yes. should not perish but have an, an everlasting life so i know that i'm i'm i'm, I'm yeah. giving my life to a savior but he died for me so that i can have an eternal life with him right mm-hmm. and so i'm purified through him mm-hmm. you know forget about what i've done he's forgiven me i've i've i know who this god is i know who jesus christ is in my life and so because yes. of that i'm a child of god Right, and I have eternal life with Him, and I and I feel that I, yeah. I'm praying that people get that if they if they're listening to this, you know, and if they're taking heed to what you and I are saying, I'm praying that they get that. I'm praying that they get a sovereign God who loves them, you know, who love who loves them mm-hmm. so deeply, you know, that He would send His Son to die just for them, so that they can have a mm. life with Him. Mm. Yes. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that. Even if we look at Revelations 3, verse 20, it says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with you and you will eat with me. You know, even in the King James, I would dine with you and you will dine with me. Just, you know, I love the Bible because it's like proverbial mm-hmm. when they speak, right? So when people like knock on the door, mm-hmm. really? When? Come on. The mm-hmm. door of your heart, 
the door mm-hmm. of your soul, if you will open it, it's so easy for us to open our hearts to the things of this world, right? Knowing that we're not even going to be satisfied by it. Everybody says they want to be so rich that mm-hmm. think about it. The the rich Ooh, also come on. They are so wealthy that they lose. They, it, the one thing they don't have is happiness. You understand what I'm saying? Why? And people say, well, God only loves the poor. Yeah, because that is your humble, your most humble, Come your on. most humble and most vulnerable time. The only person you will seek, mm. the only entity you will mm. seek is God. Because when man is feeling you, when man is laughing mm. at you, when man is saying, look at that pauper over there, God somehow mm. is still feeding you. And then, mm. I don't think people really understand this relationship. If, and I, I want to put a vision in, in people's minds right now. You, you're, you're on your feet. Those who are saying God took these people so soon, you have the grace to be able to, say, to stand today and say God took those people. Now, what if I said, well, what about you? Should he have taken you? How would you feel? You have to take a moment to look at it. You think it's by your might that you're still alive? Maybe, maybe... You have something to do with it, yes, because you're taking heed to the advice like eat healthy, do all these things. But at the same time, the only reason you're still standing might not be by you. It might be by mm-hmm. someone praying over you. It might be someone praying over your life that's sustaining you. But at the end of the day, you will be the one who has to save your own soul. So I, I, the, the way I hear it, the way I understand it, or when I read the word, it's like, Yes, I could pray for my siblings all day. God, please sustain them, help them, visit them. Let them get, just get an ounce of you. Let them really understand who you are. Just, just please show yourself, show yourself. You know, let a situation occur where they can just say like, man, you know, I keep, I, pray, I cry. I love my siblings. I would love us all to enjoy life after this life. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm just like, God, please, please do it, please. And I know that my prayers, my mom's prayers, you know, aunts and uncles and our grandparents, their prayers is what's keeping us and sustaining us. So God has given us a chance right now to pray for our children, to, to lead them in the path that they should go so that they would never fall, fall back from it. And that's the word in the Bible. We want to do that for now. We want them to be able to call the blood of Jesus. I don't even want to ramble. Sis, I saw something on um, YouTube, you know, all these people who yes. experienced afterlife, like they were in a coma and they, you know, and when I listen, I'm like, I listen to so many and everything is very similar. And I say, these people don't know each other. They're not making this up. So when people write it down, I, I, sometimes I respond to people. Can you check out this video? Go check out this video. Obviously these folks don't know each other. Could they be making up their story? Everything is so similar about the love they feel. One in particular was a young black man who was a millennial. And you could see that this young black man, he was, he's very well brought up. You know, him and his dad have a good relationship. His dad was good. And just to sum, summarize his story, he was really sick. He had a fever of like 106. And the father said, you can't go to work. You got to stay home or you got to go see the doctor. That's very high. He said, nah, dad, I got to. I got to pay my bills. And his son went to work. He worked the entire day. And the father called him. He said, listen, I'm really, really worried about you. So the spirit, something's just telling me. He has a praying dad, right? So he goes home to his girlfriend. The girlfriend is also a praying woman. And so the girlfriend starts to use like a cold compress, doing everything she can to bring his temperature down. 
it was still at 102 when he got home. So the father said, uh-uh, it's time to go. So his dad now tells the story from this part because the son doesn't remember anything. The father goes, so we get in the car and I'm saying, um, all right, I'm going to take you to this church. He said, nope. The spirit said, take him to this particular church. I, I mean, this particular hospital, mm-hmm. not the church, the hospital, right? So he Okay. he's driving. He said, I think I'm probably doing 90 to 100. I'm just going. And I'm pr- I'm laying my hand. The spirit said, put your hand over him and you start praying. Said, so I'm praying for him with one hand and I'm driving. And the next thing you know, my son, his, he's a light-skinned kid. He said his face, mm. like his veins wow. started to pop. All you heard, said a voice came out of his son. I'm, mm. go- I'm, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take, you know, he said his son was saying him. So he said in that moment, he said, I can't lie. Fear took me first. And for a moment, I forgot where I was. And I said, oh, you were, oh, Lord, what's going on? And he said, and God, he said, the spirit reminded me, do you not know the father whom you serve? You better start praying for this man. And then he said, he put his hand back on his head. He said, you cannot have my son. You would not die. You will live in the name of Jesus. And he was, I will not tell you the chills that ran up my spine. And he said, he started praying. And he said, as he was praying, his son made a loud noise and boom, he blacked out. So he said, I knew my son was dead in that moment. But I kept praying. I was crying. I kept praying. So now the, the, the person interviewing, the host interviewing or pastor said, OK, son, when you fell out, do you know what happened? He said, all right. From that point on, uh, I guess when I knocked out, like my dad said, he said, all of a sudden I could see myself looking down at the car. And he said, excuse me. So the audience is like making noise. He said, yeah, wow. I could see myself mm. looking at the car. My dad didn't believe. So I, I told my dad how he was driving, what he what he was doing at the time, what he said, the car that was next to him. He said, that's when his dad mm. goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so he said, before you know it, I was like, I was in heaven. And he said, oh, man. He said, now, he said, how do you know it's heaven? He said, I mean, I, I did grow up in a home where we talk about, you know, and, and you learn a few things here and there. But he said, I don't know if I really pictured it in my mind. But I knew a, a part of it was there. And so he said when he was there, he knew it had to be heaven because he said the overwhelming mm. love that he felt. He was like, yeah, our parents love us. But he said, imagine mm. that times like a thousand. Like he said, the love is so strong. You don't even want to go back. He was like, yo, the earth we live on is dirty. That's how he was talking. This is a millennial kid. He said, we don't even, we're not living good at all. Because where I was, man. He said it was just too beautiful. So the man said, did you see Jesus? He said, I didn't see Jesus, but it was more like a light. And so he said, why do you say you didn't see Jesus? And obviously that's because of the picture they paint of Jesus, right? The only people that can say they know what Jesus looked like are the disciples, the people of the Bible back then before Christ died. For we now, we can't see Jesus because Jesus is a light as it is ex- explained in the Bible and the visions given to some of these prophets. You know what I'm saying? So when you hear people describing it like that, it's more believable. And so he's like, you know, this light. And it, it was just, I just felt it. And he said, just like that, phew, he was in a, he, he was down. And he said, it was so hot. Mm. He said, it was so hot. It was so hot. He said, it, he said, yo, I would rather be in a hundred degree weather on earth than this place. He said, it was so mm. hot. And he said, it was painful. I could feel pain. He said people were screaming. So the pastor said, did you recognize anybody? He said, yeah, actually, I saw quite wow. a few people. And I was shocked because I mm. thought they were getting them down. And he's like, he said, I 
of a lot of people. And as you can see that people want to talk, but they're so engulfed in pain and and the the sins of what they've committed that it's like he said, imagine doing something bad and reliving it for eternity. And he said that's what it felt like. And he was like, Oh no, I do not want to be here. Oh no. And he was like, he said, Did you see fire? He said, nah, it was just like really, really hot. So the pastor said, Well, think about it. They did say that there's like a first level before you actually go into the pit of hellfire. He said, well, I must have been on the top floor because and that top floor was horrible because he said, I do not want to even know what the floor is like. And he said it looked like people trying to climb up walls, but they just kept slipping down. They couldn't get out like people were saying, oh, my God, I'm too so late. sorry. Ooh. And it was like too late. He said, he said um, he thought he was going to stay. And then all of a sudden he saw the light and he was like, oh, thank God. And he went right back up and he said, I'll tell you this. Going into heaven was much longer than going into hell. He said, like, hell was like, zoop, you were right in there. It was like a dark hole, boom. He said heaven, not that it was that far, but he said it was real, wow. like, narrow. Real narrow. Narrow is the And it tells you the way to heaven yeah. is narrow. The way to hell is very wide because that's how many sinners we have. And so he said, Jesus's voice said to him, go mm. back and tell them about me. He said when he came back, he said all he can do is just like he's just really thankful for his dad, you know, and all of that. So but so meanwhile, while he's with, you know, in heaven experiencing that or, or between worlds, the father said the spirit was saying, now pray for your son, call his name. And he said in that moment, he called his name. Let's just say his name is Josiah. It's a Josiah. And that's how he snapped out. He's like looking like confused, like, where am I? And then when he told his dad, he said, yo, dad, I was in heaven. You know, and that's when, you know, he said, since then he just tries to use his platform any way he can to tell his friends, to tell everybody like, yo, this life we live in, we got to chill. He said, especially with us millennials, because we try everything from drugs to dust to all of that, trying to get this higher power, you know, but trying to get a power from God. And he was like, nah, his life never been the same again. Like he just he can do nothing but praise. He said, while I was in heaven, you just felt like, he's, he said, Jesus was saying, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, nah, all he wow. could think was, what can I do for you, Lord? He said, that's how overwhelming the love, the the grace, everything in there is like, I mean, his description, just, it's like, you you just end up doing a night vigil for yourself because you're saying, God, please, if there's anything that I'm doing, anything that, anything whatsoever that I'm doing, that could make me fall short of this glory, please take it away from me. Power. That's deep. And I've heard so many stories like that. Even people I know right now that 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 was in a coma and told me what they experienced mm. and said, God is very real. Very real. Heaven is very, very real. It's just it, it's like the the um preaching I was watching just last week, same story, but this was a dream. You know, this was a dream, and this was a pastor saying mm-hmm. that. God had taken him to an empty, an, an open field with many people in it. And people from the church were there and they were mm. just there. You know, he said it was just all mm. pain and, and crying. And, and it, it was just like an, a horrible place to be. And so when he woke, woke up out of it, that's what he was telling his congregation. Please, people repent, get right with Christ, you know, because you're going to see that mm. one day God is yes. going to take you and you're going to be left behind. You know, you'll be left behind and the people that are left behind mm-hmm. will find themselves, you know, searching for ways to kind of, you know, to, to, to know who God is again, you know, but by that time it will be too late. Yeah. yeah so. 
And the ones that are left behind, yeah. you you still have a chance, but you're going to be, you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. You could lose an arm, you could lose a head, you're going to suffer. That's the part. That's why during mm-hmm. the rapture, you want to be taken right with everybody else. Boom. Mm-hmm. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to even see the devil. You understand? But those who get left behind are the ones that still have a little ounce of grace. You but at that time, it. you have to prove mm-hmm. that you do not fear anything. Don't go through it. You're going to be begging to die. And nope, mm-hmm. you're going to suffer it. You know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, God is good. But why do we have to mm-hmm. accept Jesus? Because of this. Because he died for us. He died for you and I to be able to live. He came with peace. He came with love. Jesus made it easy. He said, all I want you guys to do is love. Be charitable. Be giving. Care about others. Consider people. Don't gossip. Don't talk about, like, gossiping. Somebody said they experienced that. She said, Jesus, why is this person here? They were such a good person. Why why are they in hell? And Jesus said, person it was written down that this person likes to gossip and she said wait you writing he said oh we record everything hmm. everything you do okay why is this person here oh they didn't forgive such and such they'll, they'll give you a name and everything because they didn't forgive that one person she said hmm. she cried like she was like are you kidding me i'm letting this little thing bother me and i would miss out on this greatness right here oh no i'm calling that person right away listen i forgive you Come on. I I've, Come I on. let it all go. God blessed you. As a matter of fact, let's pray. I want you to feel what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so if there's people you remember those who are listening that offended you or you offended, please ask them to forgive please. you, forgive them. Let it go. Let it go. You will carry that for eternity in hell. And that's not a good feeling. Mm. Mm, that's so, a good word. That's a move word. On. <laughs> that's a word, Liz. Yes. Listen, that's a word. Mm. But God, so we have people that say, but God made me in his image. Mm. Doesn't that make me controller of my life? And I need Jesus if God said he made me in his image. Because mm. we got to know pagans and atheists, they read the Bible. They know, but they read it to be mm. to be defensive against mm. Christians. Right? To challenge Christians. Scientists, they read the Bible. They know it front and back. But how can we challenge what was written in the Bible? How can we come against the Holy Spirit? How can we make people not follow this word, but follow us, but believe in what we have going on? Yes. And that's where that question comes from. I can simply say that, you know, um, having the image of God, it's just so simple that we're made to resemble God. If we go like straight up to the beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. Genesis 131, you know, God said, All he had made, everything that he had made was very good, Mm. right? Let's go back to the beginning with Adam and Eve. You know, Mm. Adam had the capacity to make free choices, Mm. right? Yeah, he was a control, right? He was literally the, although God, although he, he, um, he was, he was made by God, God gave him the capacity to make those free choices, right? And although they were given a righteous nature, it's like Adam and Eve decided to make an evil choice, you know, to rebel against, you know, God. And what they did was they mirrored the image of God within themselves and passed that damaged likeness Mm. on all their descendants, on us. Like today we still bear the image of God, but we also bear the scars of sin, you know, mentally, morally socially physically we show the effects of sin period Mm -hmm. you know but the good news and and i know you were talking about um you know what the atheists and and all of they they, i don't i don't i'm praying that they could understand this 
I'm praying that they can un, they can grasp this because the good news is that we that when God redeems us, He begins to restore the original image of God, creating a new self, right? Created to be like God in true mm-hmm. righteousness and holiness. You know, so through Christ we are we are made new creations. Yes. You know, we are made we are made in His likeness uh, uh, and the image of God. So we are made to be new. We have a new life in Him. We're new creations of of the Lord. Amen. 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 So if we can go very quickly to uh, Romans 10, verse 9. Romans 10, verse 9. And it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You can just mm. believe, confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised mm. him from the dead, you shall be saved. Bring me to sort of the conclusion of the show by asking this last question that I'm sure a lot of people who want to know God is asking, mm. Well, how do I repent and accept wow, Jesus? It, you know, people look at it and they're like, Oh, it's, it's really simple, right? You know, when people view Christianity as uh, mm-hmm. attending church, you know, I've, I've actually had an opportunity to speak to a friend yesterday about some rituals she was performing, but yet she said she was a Christian. And I've had to tell her in, in mm-hmm. a loving way. And God, and that's what God has placed us here to do, right? Nice. Is to share the gospel, to share the love of Christ. Yes. But also to say, my sister, my brother, like, this is yes. not biblical. <laughs> this is not this is not what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. you know and so you know it's it's christianity is not attending church it's not performing rituals it's not even committing certain sins but please don't be fooled mm-hmm. that, that is not christianity um christianity is a personal relationship that we have with jesus christ it's accepting like you said liz jesus as our, as our personal savior it means placing our own personal faith and trust in him not in the works not in the person not in the things things but trusting the lord right so listen we're, we're not perfect as i said multiple times we're not perfect yes we are sinners so don't wait to get right before coming to the lord you know don't wait to to, to say well i need to get myself right i need to transform my life no 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 you know he wants us to come to him as we are so if we go in the Bible and read the lives of the people, we, you know, many people in here, we get an understanding of their story, what they've done, how they've sinned against God, um, how, how they accepted it, how they repented, how they believed in God, how they turned their lives around. You know, the one story that sticks out to me is, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, King Manessa. King, king Manessa, right? So we know that King Manessa was not a good king. You know, he wasn't a good king. He sacrificed his sons. He did. He worshiped idols. He did all of that. The Bible tells us that he did so much. But what happened? He got a, he got arrested. He was put in, um, in, in, I would say, I would call it jail or prison at the time. And he said a simple prayer because he knew who God was now. He knew who God was now, right? He said a simple mm-hmm. prayer. And we can go to, if you can open up your Bibles to 2 Chronicles 33, 12, 13. <laughs> I was already getting there. Yeah, second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. <laughs> that is good. 33? 22? 12. 
Yeah, no, two Chronicles, Second Chronicles 33, 12 to 13. Oh, 33. Right? Okay. And it says in, and I'm reading the NIV version. I'm, I'm, yeah, and it says in his distress, sure. right? In his distress, King Manasseh sought the favor of the Lord, his God, and humbled himself greatly before God of his ancestors. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved. Hallelujah. The Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. Hallelujah. So if it wasn't for God's God, compassion. Yes. If it wasn't for God's mercy, if it wasn't for God's love, his, his forgiveness, my gosh. You know, we read the story of Israel. What did Israel do over and over and over again? But God had compassion. He had compassion for them. Because yes. forefathers, he promised Abraham, that I'm going to take your land, yes, your people yes. to their promised land. Yes. And so, you know, going back to your question, I certainly... Um, and I'm looking at my life now. I'm looking at my life. I, I certainly can't, cannot always undo the damage of my actions, but I know that the sins of my past are never so great mm. that God's love and mercy, you know, he showed his mercy to so many people, right, in, in his word. But I know his love yes. and mercy can, cannot forgive, I'm sorry, his love and mercy cannot forgive me my story and, give me, and, and can give me a new start. I know that that's what it can do. You know, all I have to do is greatly humble myself before the Lord. Right. From my sins, turn back to God yes. and ask him for his yes. forgiveness. You know, I always tell, I always share with my, my children that, That's you know, when, when, when you wake up in the morning, make sure you ask God for forgiveness, you repent, you know, because there's things that we do unconsciously and consciously. Yeah. So no one is yeah. saved by the faith of others. I, you can't, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't be saved because of my mom. You know, I can't be saved because of my husband. You know, no one given by doing certain deeds. The only way to be saved is to personally accept Jesus as your savior, right? Trusting in his death and the payment of our sins and his resurrections. You know, that's the only thing, as I said earlier, that can guarantee eternal life. So very, very basic, you know, it's very basic confession, you know, repentance, believing and accepting yes. You know, and, yeah. uh, you know, I always share, too, with my kids that even when you say these prayers, you know, the prayers that we say will not save you. It's only believing in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross for you can save you. But we can mm -hmm. we can we can now pray to God, asking him for his salvation to accept his son, Jesus Christ, into our life. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for that, sis. And so to, to bring this to a conclusion, I'm going to read Luke 12, verse 8 to 9. And it says, I I'm reading from the easy read version. I tell you, if you stand before others and are willing to say you believe in me, then I will say that you belong to me. I will say this in the presence of God's angels. That is deep. Verse 9 says, but if you stand before others and say you do not believe in me, then I will say that you do not belong to me. I will also say this in the presence of God's angels. So whosoever says something against the son of man can be forgiven, Ooh, yes. but whoever speaks against oh, the wow, Holy sis. Spirit mm. will not mm -mm. be forgiven. And that mm. is very, that is some, that is, mm. that is very, very deep. Jesus said to his followers, and, and this is, this all kind of goes back to that accepting Jesus. If you accept Jesus in, in verse 22 of that same chapter 12 of Luke, 
Jesus said, so I tell you, don't worry about the things you need to live, what you will eat or what you will wear. Life is more important than food and the body is more important than what you put on it. Mm -hmm. Look at the birds. They don't plant, harvest, or save food in houses or barns, but God feeds them. And you are worth much more than crows. None of you can add any time to your life by worrying about it. And if you can't do the little things, mm. why worry about the big things? And this goes on. This is this this chapter is also, is very awesome because it speaks about putting king, God's kingdom first, you know, and and about selfishness yeah. and 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 keeping your faith. And so, this to those who are listening right now, and you want to accept God as your Lord and personal Savior, Dear then you can God. say this with me: Dear God, I am a sinner. You. And you alone have I sinned. I'm sorry. I believe the blood of Jesus. I believe the blood of Jesus was his way of taking away my sins. And you remember them no more. And now that I am clean, I want to know you. And I want to hear your voice. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. Come and live inside me. Be my Lord. And let me experience amen. your love in Jesus' amen. name. Amen. Amen. Oh, God bless you, Liz. Thank May you so God bless much. You. I don't know if um I have an opportunity um, to continue. say that again. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I, yeah. I've already started my prayers. I said, may amen. he continue to instill wisdom, knowledge, amen. and understanding. Amen. I just wanted to um, say one thing. You know, God has been putting this on my heart. And um, I'm praying that, you know, when this, when this, uh, when, when people hear this, that they take heed to that. And I, my word is just simple. God is saying, pray now. And God has placed this on my heart to start this pray now campaign, you know, based mm -hmm. on Ezekiel 22:30, And it says, you know, you know, in Ezekiel 22:30, it says, yes. I looked for someone among who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found no one. My gosh, I found no one, you know. And mm. then we go into Jeremiah 5.1. He says that if he could find one man who loves truth mm -hmm. and would do righteousness, he can forgive the whole city of Jerusalem its sin. You know, so so Abraham's story, and, yes. and I'm, I'm just praying yes. with everyone to please go back and read that, you know, that it ties in with, you know, what we're going through right now. God is looking for us. He's looking for one person to intercede yes. and stand in the gap on behalf of your family, on behalf of this nation, on behalf of this world. Like nothing could be done unless we activate the power of God on this earth to move on our behalf in our world so that we can, and, and it can only happen genuinely through heartfelt prayer. So please pray, please pray for this world. Please pray for your family. Ask God, you know, and yes. please yes. Just, just continue to, to yes. seek God's face concerning what's happening. And I'm, I know, no, God, to Second Chronicles 7, 13 to 14. Don't mean to take so much time, um, Liz, but Second mm. Chronicles 13, no, um, 7, 13 to 14 says, you know, he says, if my people who are called by my name yes. will humble themselves, repent, pray, turn from their wicked ways, I will yes. hear from them from heaven. He is calling us. He's calling the church. Mm -hmm. He is calling me. He's calling you. He's calling the people, his children, the people of God called by him to pray, yes. to pray, to pray now. That's the mm. campaign. Pray now. Pray now. 
He's calling us to do that. Heartfelt yes. prayers onto him. And he will hear us from where? From heaven. And he will heal our land. Praise God. Mm. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, for your word. Mm. Mm. Let me tell you, when you have a relationship with God, even mm. when you talk about him, you will feel his presence. You will feel it strong around you. Like, I just thank God for using me. I, I thank God for where I am without trying to get emotional. I really thank God. I mean, his spirit moves so strong. If, if, if you want to feel the Holy Spirit, because there's a difference between the Holy yes. Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit. But that's another topic for another day. But when you feel that Holy Spirit come upon you, sometimes it's uncontrollable. There is no, there's nothing that can stop you from either shaking, from either screaming out loud, yes. from either speaking in tongues, whatever gift God bestows upon you. It will come and the words will just flow and you won't care who's around. You know, the spirit moves, I'm telling yes. you. And so please open your hearts because God knows your heart. He says, those who say, Lord, Lord, and call my name, I will not answer them. Saying it by mouth. It is so easy for people to say, oh, I know God. Yeah, I love God. God knows my heart. He knows. Yeah, you're right. He does know your heart. And right now you're making him really, really, really sad. Because you're only calling him by mouth. So it's one thing to accept Christ. But the next yeah. step is to be like Christ. And that's usually the hardest part. But that is what this season is all about. And we're going to get into that. We're going we're gonna to talk about how you can build that relationship. And how you can begin to walk Christ-like. And feel, enjoy the things that God has put into this world. Not the things of the world. You know, so... May God may, may God continue to Amen. sow seeds Amen. in our life. Thank you so much, Liz, for this opportunity. Thank you, sir. God bless you. May God continue to bless your ministry. May he take you from one level to another. Where you see yourself this Amen. year, you are not going to see yourself next year in the name of Jesus. He will take you to greater heights for him because you're doing his work. He will continue to lead you and guide you. Hallelujah. To green pastures, you will you will not look at this and see that it's done in vain. Oh, no, no, no. People's lives will be saved through your ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Name. Amen. Yeah, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, sis. I, I can't wait to, to, to get this on. I want people to hear this. I want this to be yeah, shared. And yeah. I, I pray that it touches somebody out there. And I, I appreciate everyone also for tuning in. Thank you so much. Stay tuned. We have so much more to offer this season. And I know that my sister would definitely not mind coming back once again to grace us with her wisdom and, 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 and her, her, her spirit, because I love it. So thank you again, sis. God bless everyone else. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless to tell a friend to tell a friend that without God, nothing is possible. <laughs> so you want God to be in your life Amen. because with God, all things Thank are possible. You. Have a blessed one. Thank you, sis. Bye.